This episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast on the Bullpen Card podcast feed is brought to you by our friends at Schneckbook. What's going on, guys? Jordy Kinnell here. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. It is myself and Maddie D looking at week 10 in college football and week 9 in the NFL. We had our buddy Ryan Kiefer on as our guest picker. We go through all the key matchups you need to hear about for this weekend. Ryan is also a good buddy of ours from hockey, so we talk a little NHL. Maddie D and I also talk about all the implications of the Oklahoma upset last weekend on the college football playoff. The first college football playoff poll is coming out this weekend. This episode was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us. ThunderBLG is the handle on Twitter. Thunderblog Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Let us know what you think. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me after a week off is my man, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D. Matt Stefano. how are you, my friend? I mean, I mean, I'm better after this weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's much better when you get to have a good football weekend as opposed to like so many bad football weekends we've had in a row. Um, so that makes me happy, if you will. Yeah, you got the um, Matty D double dip. You got a Michigan win, yes, you got an Eagles win. Yes, it was yeah. great. It's good times. I actually, I actually got to watch the Michigan win at a, an awesome sports bar in uh, in Texas, in Austin, Texas, Buford's. I, if anybody goes down to Austin, check I've out. I've heard good things incredible. about Buford's. Oh my god, dude! Wow, huge Texas contingent. Didn't make them very happy with the loss to the TCU Horn Frogs, um, but you know, yeah, I got to watch with a couple guys down there. It was a bachelor party we were on, but a couple guys in the meeting stayed at the bar um, while others whatever elsewhere, and we watched a lot of the game. It was awesome, obviously for us. Um, not awesome for you, you Notre Dame fans. Um, you know, nine tenths of the Notre Dame fans out there um, are simply <laughs> Notre Dame fans because they're Irish, which doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever, I digress. Um, yeah, it was a great weekend. I did have. I will. I will start out our conversation today by telling you I had a very weird experience on Sunday, though, because I got on an airplane at twelve o'clock Austin time. Okay, which is one o'clock out here on the East Coast, and I landed at five at five o'clock on East Coast time. Okay, I took off and I landed. I never saw an ounce of the Eagles game. I don't know why I planned the flight this way. Mistake on my part. But I didn't know until we touched down what happened on the game because my phone was off. So it was a really terrifying experience when we hit the ground to turn airplane mode off and all of a sudden, bang, everything comes through your phone. And um, obviously it was a good result. Uh, thank God. I was terrified to turn that on and, and have a different result. So Maybe boom, that's the baby. key. The Eagles have won two games when, when each of us have the, has had this. I, I had know. this week one when I played Survivor Philadelphia. Had no idea what was going yeah. on. It was a weird feeling. And you had yeah. this past weekend. I was driving and I had all the updates. I was coming down from Boston from Greg's wedding, but yeah, what a weird, a great game. I'm sure we'll break it down once we get over the NFL. 
But Matt, let's start in college. And I don't know if you want to start yeah. with the Alabama LSU game, or Auburn LSU, excuse me, or if you want to start with a big upset. Where do you want to start? Let's, that, that's a great question. Let's start with the upset. The, no, 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 you know what? No, I take that back. Let's start with the Auburn LSU game. What a game. Yeah. What a, what I mean, a unreal game. Um, LSU, we need to discuss. They're number one in the AP poll. Yep. Uh, and I think, and by the way, didn't get the they didn't get the most first um, didn't didn't get, didn't get the most first place votes. Alabama still beat them, and Ohio State tied them. But they're a deserved number one. I think so too. Um, they beat three top ten schools. Um, they're going to have obviously their shot at another one in the biggest game. I can remember biggest non non con, non conference title game that I can remember for a few years to have it this late in the season in two weeks when they when they play out. Um, which is it the biggest thought, since Alabama LSU eight years ago? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, there have been some other big matchups. Don't get me wrong, but I, I you know, I mean, there's been some big Georgia and Alabama matchups. Um, you know, um, it's been a while since Michigan, Ohio State, but there's been some Michigan, Penn State, uh, Ohio State, Penn State matchups. Yeah, but a matchups. one versus a two. But uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm thinking the last time I can remember a one was LSU Alabama. Was was that a one and a two eight years ago? I think it was. Okay, I'm thinking way back. There was a Michigan Ohio State game. That like, was over ten like, years ago. We were in high school so. when that happened. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like the clash. Um, the difference too is that eight years ago. It, these offenses didn't look how they look now. These defenses were what they were, but these offenses were totally different. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't remember, that, that game, I think the final was 9-6. Right, this game is not going to be... 9-6, right? Yeah, yeah, this game is not going to be 9-6. This game is going to be knockdown, drag them out, Ooh. two electric quarterbacks. And we're jumping ahead of ourselves Yes, before we get to that I don't want to jump too far ahead. But, but, yeah, but I thought LSU... So I'll, I'm going to let you, you can just talk about the game in a sec, but I, I wanted to say that LSU showed that they can win in a different way against a really, really good Auburn team, a great defense, and, and a young offense. Great defense. Joe Burrow was good. He was efficient. He wasn't, he wasn't spectacular in terms of what we've seen, but you have to win this game, and he went out and took care of it. And I, I was impressed with the way they um, which I think is important. That shows that they can win a close, more defensive-minded game as opposed to you know the track meet that was Texas. Uh, a few weeks ago. No, that's a really good point because defensively, both teams really showed their teeth. But when you look at the total stats, I mean, you would think LSU may need it, should have put up more points. Joe Burrow passed for over over 300 yards. Edwards Hellery uh, rushes for 130. Joe Burrow has a great day on his feet as well. Um, Chase is an awesome day. Catching the ball and he didn't even get a touchdown catch. But... Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the kind of game that I think shows this LSU team is for real. Cause not only do they have this great defensive showing, but their offense, I think shows that, Hey, we're going to be able to get these yards and we might not be able to put up the touchdowns, but we certainly have the clutch ability to, and I think compounding this with the Florida game two weeks ago, where they had mm-hmm. to come back, and Florida kept pounding back, and Auburn certainly did too. Auburn made it interesting at the end. 
they were up 10 points, LSU was, for, for the greater half of the, for, of the second half. But I don't know. I mean, LSU, they really, I mean, they, they, they figured out how to get this thing done. Where Auburn, I don't, they, Bo Nix, you know, the ball falls a different way. He's a true, Maybe he doesn't throw. He's a true, he's freshman. A true freshman. Yeah. You I gotta mean, remember that. Like, if you're an Auburn fan, like, you've had two tough losses to two really good teams. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and Bo Nix is a freshman. Like, that's a huge factor for me when I think about this team. You lose to Florida, um, which was a little less tight than you would expect, but it was at Florida. You lose at LSU. Like, those are two huge losses. By the way, they're gonna get their shot. They play Georgia and Alabama at home. Mm-hmm. So, as an Auburn fan, I'm not worried. Like, I'm not, like, like this year was kind of those years you were hoping, but again, true freshman quarterback. Um, not they're still eleventh in the nation. They only dropped two spots. Like, yeah, As, and sense. deservably so. They've dropped you lost only to two one. Spots. In, you lost. Yeah, right. You lost to one and six. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, let me ask you: Does it hurt Oregon? Does the Auburn loss hurt Oregon? So that's yeah. That's you an interesting yes. question. I think so. Oregon now is up to seventh in the rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in an interesting spot now, being the and. I depends on where on how Georgia does. Obviously, they play Florida this weekend, and I think that's part of why they're prob- they put the AP. Obviously, it's a it's a continuation of numbers and whatnot in the voting and, and all that right. good stuff. Uh, so that's where they fall in there. It's not like the college football committee, which comes out this upcoming week, by the way, mm-hmm. um, sticking them in between them. Which I think that would also be a buying into it a smart plan of. If, say, uh, you know, Oregon, you know, Oregon, lo- Oregon lost to Auburn, Florida beat Auburn. That's sort of where. If I was, if this was a college football poll, that's where I would be thinking the committee was coming from. Uh, okay. And Georgia need to buy into it. I do think that Oregon's going to probably be closer to tenth when we do see it because I do think it hurts them because that is their loss. But again, Auburn didn't get embarrassed. They didn't get embarrassed in either of their yeah. losses. They are a two-loss team, sure. But like you mentioned, they play Georgia, they play Alabama, they have plenty of chances to impress the committee. You always point out too that they have th- these; these are later chances in the season to impress the committee too. So I think if if Oregon continues to roll through their season, they play USC this weekend, a yep. team that you know could be a potential Pac-12 championship preview. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something where I feel like we're going to see the Ducks get their opportunities to build their own resume, but they are going to need help and any sort of, I, I really do. I really don't think they have a good shot of being anywhere close to sniffing a playoff berth, but crazy okay. things have happened. So I, I would, I would say that I agree with you in a vacuum that the loss hurts, but I think it's mitigated by the fact that this is a perfect segue into the Oklahoma upset has changed everything. That's why I wanted yeah. to wait. And see what we what you thought of this game, okay? Because I do yeah. think well, I agree perfect, with you there. Because yeah. I think the Pac twelve or the Big Twelve is in trouble now, right? So perfect segue for us, Texas. Let's start with Texas real quick because they're at, I'm just gonna say one thing: they're out of the ranking. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Period. Um, so that hurts it hurts them. Oklahoma more eight, than it hurts LSU. I'll oh, absolutely. That. Yeah, like without a doubt. Right. Of course. So. So we have that problem. Um, you compound with the fact that, look, Kansas State is a good football program. They're a very soft, very good team, and they deserve this. Um, now the committee has to say, wait a second. They, the Oklahoma defense, which has been a concern, 
gave up 48 points. Now I know there was some turnovers, whatever. I, that doesn't. What that that's fine for me. I watched that's a lot a of this huge, game. Yeah, Oklahoma that's looked huge loss. lost for a lot yes. of this game because they don't they don't have. This is the problem that I've struggled with Oklahoma and I, like great team, but their my concern is that Oklahoma has never been as complete. They've been a great team, but never as complete as the LSU's, the Alabama's, Ohio State's, Penn State's. Um, the Clemsons, they never have the defense even close to where the offense is. Um, that, you, know, you can outscore everybody, yes, but you, you, sometimes your offense needs your defense, and Oklahoma's defense couldn't help. Yep. And that's that's a problem. Um, that's going to hurt them. I, I got to tell you, I, I think, jarring, uh, barring some kind of major shocker, I, I don't know how you put Oklahoma in the playoff over Oregon. If I they think both that's a, went out. That's a really good point too, because we mentioned their defense, and especially with Justin Herbert looking better and better every week, especially mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow looking really good, especially on the ground. Yeah. That if you're gonna go I test, I mean, there, which is a big yeah. part of it, Kansas mm-hmm. State's quarterback Thompson tore them apart on the ground. He looked unreal. And they had no answer for it. They had third and long, and he was able to complete those. He was able to figure it out, both with his feet and his arm. And that's something that Joe Burrow can do. It's obviously something Tua can do. If Justin Herbert continues to do it, it's something Justin Fields can do. It's something that Penn State's able to do. I'm blanking Mm -hmm. on their quarterback's name. I'm sorry, Penn State quarterback. But all these different teams. uh, Sean Clifford. Thank you. And it's obviously something Trevor Lawrence can do. And... You know, if you're going to look yeah. that way of who's going to put up a great game, Oklahoma's defense really got exposed that way. Right, right. Um, now, I said all that, and then I'm thinking about the fact, okay, so if we're Matt, let's assume both teams went out. By the way, I believe, and I have, let me take a look at one thing before I give you this fact. So you mentioned a possible Pac-12 preview. But one of the interesting things is how do you build your resume? Um Right now, there's a chance that it could be the Sooners versus the Baylor Bears who are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa State, Texas, Kansas State. Okay, none of those teams are bad football teams, but none of Iowa them are Iowa State lost football. this past weekend, though. Say again? Iowa State no, did lose to Oklahoma no, State. No, I know. I'm thinking of um, – right, but it, so in conference, Iowa State – but yeah, but like the oh, Baylor Bears are who, – who can make the championship game? Championship game, because what I'm trying to do is figure out how can I match a resume. So here's my – here's where I think if you're if you're the Big 12, you're suddenly concerned about it. They theoretically could go all the way to, uh, to the to the championship game, and I believe, yep, they could play the Utah Utes. Now, right now, Utah, even though they have an unfortunate one loss in their, on, to USC, which is a which is a huge problem because to your point, USC might might make it, but then they'd have to probably beat Oregon. If if Utah wins out, they're probably going to be in against Oregon because USC will lose to Oregon in that scenario, right? Which is probable anyway. Yeah, that would be a top ten win for Oregon. So they lost by six points to an Auburn team to start the year in neutral field, and they beat a couple good teams along the way, including uh, you know Utah and Washington. Now all of a sudden, the committee has a tough decision. There's a real chaos scenario where Auburn pulls out an upset too, and it makes that yeah. loss look so much well, better for Oregon. Well, that was the one thing I'm concerned though is Auburn has to play Georgia and Alabama. There's yeah. a chance it could be a four loss team. That definitely, to me, hurts Oregon. Sure. Uh, I think it hurts Morgan, Oregon, more Oregon, though, more so not against Oklahoma, but against a one-loss SEC school. 
like a like a Georgia, a Florida, mm, an LSU, an Alabama. Yeah. If one of those teams, one of those teams is probably going to end up with one loss and have the opportunity to get a one to get a bid. Like that that to me is a huge if you're if you're Oregon or Oklahoma, you're now concerned about a one loss uh, SEC school because right now we're assuming that either Ohio State or Penn State's going to get in. They're going to one of the two is going to run the table and get in. Yeah. Um, Whoever wins Clemson, that game next week. Right, right. Clemson would get in. And then Alabama LSU and the and the winner of Alabama LSU will get in. Like I'm throwing that out. That's three teams. The fourth team would probably be in that scenario. They might take a look at LSU and or Alabama and say, "Okay, well they're a one loss SEC school. They've beaten all these teams. We're putting them in over Oregon and Oregon and I'm sorry. Well, Oregon and interesting um, and Oklahoma. Like that to me is now more of a scenario. I think. Yeah, that's before. fair. That's a fair doomsday scenario. I, I do think that you have to – and I know the committee has gone away from this. I do think that mm-hmm. at some point the regular season game has to be considered an elimination game, yeah. especially if you're going to stay at Although, four. But what if – so your point, yes, if you're comparing two teams, like if you're comparing a one-loss Oregon to a one-loss uh, LSU, or say LSU, um, I, I think Oregon, if they win the Pac-12, should be in over LSU. Like, fundamentally, I, I like agree. that. But, I, that's but, my thought. That's my thought. Yeah, but a two-loss, but but Oregon may lose again. There's a chance. They could. There's a um, very good chance. Would they put Utah, who lost to USC, in over LSU if Utah wins the Pac-12 with a loss to USC over LSU, whose only loss is Alabama? Uh, like, oof. I, Oof. So I'm not trying to disrespect Utah. I think they're a really, really good program. Yeah. But man, their resume doesn't come close to LSU's resume. And if they're, all, I mean, that to me, I stare at that all the time, and I say, wait a second. Um, how about LSU? How about Oklahoma? that's actually a fair Oklahoma. point though? Because if if Oregon embarrasses USC this weekend, and then yeah. Utah, I mean, that just that makes Utah's resume look worse that they lost to right. USC. And then, what if, even if they beat yeah, Oregon, if, it's not it's transit property, sure, but you, you'd love to yeah. see that revenge factor on there. And what if LSU loses by three points on the road to the mighty Alabama? Yeah, on Oof. a last second field goal. Well, Oof. I gotta be honest, and I I normally your way, like I I normally lean with you towards you have to win your conference championship. But man, you're telling me that they're not one of the best four. If they and they win out, I mean that would be yeah. It's, I don't know. Ugh. I don't know how you don't put I, them in. I see your point. I see it. I don't want to make. I don't. I. I don't want it to be the point. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't want. But it's. It's going to be. I'm telling you, the committee will be. They'll. They'll close their eyes to conference and they'll say LSU and Alabama are the two best teams in the country, and, and Ohio State and Clemson. Let's assume they win out. Like that's your playoff. And I would struggle to argue against that with Oregon and Oklahoma, Utah, um, Georgia, like. Just no way to me. Yeah, it's just no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but again, I just wanted to to throw that out there. Thought it was an interesting college football. It's going to get wild. Like the no, upsets were what makes it fun, right? These upsets make everyone's getting back into the fray, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's <laughs> no, it's a really good point. And you know, to wrap things up before we throw it over to our picks, we should mention we have our yes. buddy Brian Kiefer. Our good buddy on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We talk, obviously, picks. Then we talk a little hockey. But let's look at this weekend's schedule. We have a couple ranked matchups. Um, kind of just a, a lull into uh, a of a final uh, a final October weekend before a really 
awesome start to November. But we do have two ranked matchups. We have the world's largest cocktail, outdoor cocktail party, the Georgia Florida game in Jacksonville. This is a huge game. Huge game. I mean, I mean, in, in, in for both those teams. But go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, and then we also have the SMU Memphis game, which you mm-hmm. you talk about in the picks. But we should mention that that's the other ranked game. Mm-hmm. The SEC East game. Yeah, is I uh, oh I do think we need to focus a moment on Georgia Florida. Yes. Um, two high quality programs. Georgia a little obviously not what we thought they'd be with that shocking loss to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the road in 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 Jacksonville, it's gonna be a really tough game for both teams. On paper, Georgia's a six and a half point favorite, and they're and they're ranked eighth, and Florida's ranked six, which I think is pretty pretty strange to look at. Um, I don't know. Like <laughs> this is a tough. I go back and forth on this because talent wise, it should just be Georgia, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean, they have a better quarterback. They have, on paper, the same skilled defense. They have a better right. running back. They have a better right. offense, flat out. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know what the problem is there. And I we like we talked about it's a neutral site game, right? You would you just would think that Georgia's offense would be this pro style explosive offense with the skill they have there, and it's not. And yeah. I don't understand why Jake. No one's Jake, Jake Fromm still. People think he might go. He, there's, he's got actually a chance to go number one overall. DeAndre Swift's a first round running back. We've got a ton of offensive line talent, like you, like we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, like I get why it's a six and a half point line, but I can't. I don't trust it. Like, I don't trust Georgia. Right. No, I they agree. They crush. With they crush Florida. They're right back in the discussion. If they crush hey, Florida, they I still would have think to win out, but they're right back in it. They crush Florida. I'd yeah. be fine putting Penn State four and them five. The, the shitty thing is that is that Clemson plays Wofford this week. I know. Right? That's the I shitty thing. Yeah. And Penn but, State... But, but again... Penn State has a good top 10 it. win. They beat Michigan. And mm-hmm. Michigan beating Notre Dame, I think, really helps Penn State's case. Yep. And, yeah, I mean... But, I, I certainly think they hopscotch, they, they hopscotch Oregon in the ranks... I don't know. Yes, I Clemson, Clemson's the big wild card to me because they haven't really. Yeah, but they're undefeated. They're like, undefeated. I, I feel yeah, like, I guess like, so. That's a good point. Those, That's those fair. top those top five schools are going to remain the top five schools. That's until... that's that's a good point. Do you think Cle- right. Do you think there's a possibility Penn State goes over Clemson in these first couple no, of co- be, CFP polls? No, because what I think Penn State they don't want like, two um, conferences for two for four bids for right now. I could see Penn State jumping in the first in the first playoff yeah. ranking. Yes, jumping Clemson. They have a better resume. They have more quality wins. They've looked better for the most part. Um, so yes, I, I would it actually may, say that yes. It makes Penn the State the Penn State the Penn State Minnesota game next week. Two unbeaten teams, assuming Minnesota wins this week. Um, yeah, looks look better. Or no, Minnesota's on bye. They're both on bye right, this week. On so it's, on, it's a so big bye week this week for teams. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge bye week. Yeah, so two unbeaten on teams playing next week. That's a classic right. CFP Which first poll move. Is yep. have make make it's, the unbeatens look as good as they possibly can. It's Minnesota actually might the late, It's actually so next week is actually the latest. Um, there will ever be two games with undefeated with like two games with, with four undefeated teams to ever like on the same weekend. Whoa. It's the latest it's ever happened in college football. I just yeah, so, that's I, crazy. The, I did not know that in, in the AP poll era. But yeah, Whoa. which was a pretty cool stat. Yeah. Maddie D um, with the deep but, facts. I, 
There you go. There are two other games I wanted to quickly brush on. I just want people to pay attention. Sure. One is, we talked about Utah extensively going to Washington. Yeah, that's a big game. Yeah, Washington's got three losses, but we know that's a good team. Um, Utah's going to have to go in there and do their job. Like, it's a really, really strong Washington team. Like, that that could, because if Utah loses, they're definitely, they're dead in the water to me if they lose there. Um, but it's on the road. Uh, yeah. It's a four o'clock game, so it's kind of early. You might be able to catch that. Yeah, what, nice. one o'clock in uh, out in Seattle. Yeah. Not a not Pac twelve after dark. No. <laughs> the other I've heard that they've I... been trying to do that. The Pac twelve start their games earlier so that us Easterners yeah, can catch watch. the games. Yeah. Right. Right. The other game, and I didn't use it. You know, I'm not going to talk about it in our pickums, but I wanted to just mention it because I've been excited about this program for some reason because I want them to be good. How about a letdown game by Kansas State visiting rival Kansas? And Kansas State is only a six-point favorite. Kansas has scared some teams. They scared Texas a couple weeks ago. Yes, yeah, they did. They're, they're a pretty solid team. Texas won. Yeah. Yep. They're um, a pretty solid squad. Ma- with Les Miles there, I just want to throw it out there. I, I yeah. think it's a really fun. Um, How does Kansas draw these big-name coaches after they leave huge programs? They had Charlie well, Weiss for a number of years. They have Jules yeah, Miles now. You're right. I think they're first of all. I think that everybody wants them. I think I feel like these coaches go there to like resurrect the program. Like how, um, if you're Les Miles, if you resurrect Kansas, if you not resurrect, if you Kansas never been alive, if you make Kansas good, you're like a legend. And second, I think Kansas can throw a lot of money at them because of the basketball side, and they all desperately right. want to be. They really want to. They be, want to be that. Um, they want to be the right. ultimate powerhouse. We've talked about this in, in, in past podcasts and just discussions in life. There's many. There's not many basketball um, powerhouses that are also football powerhouses. It doesn't happen as much. It's not. It's just, it's strange, right? Duke, UNC, Kansas, Kentucky. Um, the blue bloods of college basketball don't tend to match up with the blue bloods of college football. Probably the two that make that are probably closest would be. Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State's down right now, but Michigan's up. Their football teams are both relevant every year. Like that's probably one of the few teams that I would argue. I don't know. Maybe is there anybody else you could think of? So there are only two schools that have both a Heisman Trophy winner and a Naismith Trophy winner. One is Michigan. Do you know what the other one is? Is it? It's not UCLA. Not UCLA. Okay. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. Oh, FBS. Man. Say again, FBS. FBS for foot or FBS for obviously for football and basketball. I don't know. You I'll give you a hint. Their conference for basketball is not an FBS conference. It's FCS. Their football. I mean, their their football is FCS. Their football program is FBS. But their okay. basketball conference is a conference in the FCS. Is a, is a mid-major. Is an FCS conference. But they are but they play football in the FBS. Oh my god. So while you do is that. East Coast or West Coast? It's an Come East on, Coast school. Here. So while you do that, I'll I'll preview okay. our alma mater's Patriot yes, League ahead, showdown this weekend <laughs> as they host the Holy Cross Crusaders. Matt, Lehigh is off to an awesome start. They're 3-0 and in the Patriot League. They've beaten Colgate. They've beaten 
Fordham, and they've beaten Georgetown. You know, two schools that are not members of the Patriot League in basketball. And now they face their fourth game against the Holy Cross Crusader team that comes in 4-4. Four and four. Lehigh's defense has been great. First season under Doug Gilmore. Great defensive coach. Their offense has been fantastic in Patriot League play. Do you understand the hint that I'm dropping to you, Matt? But I think the Lehigh Mountain Hawks can move to 4-0 in Patriot League play. Okay. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Do you not understand the hint that I'm giving you? For the trivia question. Is it Navy? It's Navy. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> David Robinson and Roger Staubach are their Heisman uh, Trophy and Aesmith Trophy winners. So the reason, yeah, because the reason I was uh, the reason I was thinking about that was um, your point. Like they're they're a huge college football program, but they play in the Patriot League. Yeah, wow, that was a good segue by you. I didn't think. By the way, yeah, I will ask. So you said Heisman Trophy and Naismith. Did you say in the same? What was and, the question again? I'm asking for a reason. So it's so it's there are two schools, and Michigan's the second. Navy was the first. Michigan became the second okay. because of because of new 76er Trey Burke in 2013. Two yeah, schools that have winner. that have both a Heisman Trophy winner and a Naismith Trophy winner. One is Michigan, the other is Navy. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So, Matt, let's throw it over to our boy Kiefer. Let's go to the picks. But before we do that, tell everyone where they should be locking in the picks they're about to hear from you, me, and Ryan Kiefer. Well, that's a good one today because, uh, as Kiefer will bring up, um, he bets on a sport that many people don't bet on. Uh, after the NASCAR bets, we're, we're trying to branch out a little bit. So uh, Schneckbook is diving in once again. Now, founder Logan is not a big hockey fan. He's a playoff hockey fan, but he has decided to get involved with some great opportunities this coming next two weeks, if you will, uh, with some hockey hockey betting. In particular, he's interested to see how many. He's a shot blocker guy, so he'd like to do over under for his neckbook. How many shot blocker? I mean, uh, shots are blocked by certain defensemen. He's also interested in seeing how many icings are committed by each team. So there's some of the bets you can bring up. He's got some good statistics that you can go take a look at. Um, I can't verify any of them; they could be total crap. But Schnepp was offering a great opportunity to dive in to both number of icings by certain teams and shot block that occur in a game. Um, as he as he starts to nibble, as Snapper starts to uh, no nibble nibble under the wall with the hockey world of betting. Um, obviously, you can get all those great deals on football, baseball, college football, and obviously trust the process basketball. Um, he'd be happy to take some bets on how many times Joel Embiid is going to shimmy a player when he gets posterized in a game. And you can get all your sports betting needs over at Snapper. Um, valid in the state of Pennsylvania and all fifty all forty nine other states plus in the U.S. territories and every other foreign country in the world, um, he'd be more than happy to take your bet. That's great. And what what uh, what is the promo code they should be using, Matt? Uh, hashtag Crosby sucks. All right. Hashtag Crosby sucks. And with that, let's throw it over to our boy, Ryan Kiefer. All right. Over to the picks. We now welcome on a good friend of ours, a hockey friend, but he's here. Talk a little hockey, but first got to do our football picks. It's our friend Ryan Kiefer. Kiefer, buddy, what's going on? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, not 
not going to be the, uh, the the brains of the football picks, but hopefully we can talk <laughs> a little hockey. Maybe I can get a little lucky with some picks. Well, I'll let you boys lead off. Hey, you know, I Absolutely, mean, man. the last time we were on, <laughs> just to get everybody caught up to speed, we skipped last week. Manny D was the international man of mystery. Greg got married, so we did not do picks. But Jared, our good buddy, went 4-2, and two, and as Jared informed me, he also did very well with NASCAR, and that's his specialty. So, you know, I mean, you can Jared beat Matt. So, I mean, Matt's the football expert. So, you are you could be in good company this way, Kiefer. Anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Loose term. At, at, at the, way I'm, the way I'm playing in fantasy football right now, it's a loose expert terminology. <laughs> so, hey. God damn it. I'm no longer in last now, so I I got I you know got the, some some chips off my shoulder here. I'm feeling I'm there feeling, you go. I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling good. Well, I'm still I'm still uh, f- foundering over the fact that I can't beat uh Keith. Do you know Lawson in our in the you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I know the name. Okay, you know, Alan's friends. friends. Yeah. yeah, the guy's like undefeated, and I lost to him by five five points. I'm so upset. I can't. That's tough. I can't. I hate fantasy football. So. Dan <laughs> won his matchup, Kiefer, in our in our what we call our big money league. He won because he had James yeah. Conner. James Conner got nine yards on like one of the last Steeler plays of the game last night to win by point seven points. Oh, yeah, and he, and got, he got hurt. hurt, didn't he? Yeah, and he got hurt. Literally, his yeah. last play from scrimmage gave Dan the win, and then he got hurt. Classic. That's, that's, yeah, he won by point seven Dan. points, and he had a nine yard game when he got hurt. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> the definition Brutal. of a bad fantasy beat. But anyway, we're not here to talk about fantasy. We're here to do some picks. Order's gonna be me, Kiefer, Matt, Snake style. So I'm leading off. A lot of pressure here. Uh, my first pick. Hmm. I'd love to go Thursday night football, but I hate picking Thursday, especially a double digit, double digit game. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Lions on the road in Oakland. I really don't like this Raider team. I like the li- the Lions by two. It's kind of a weird one to lead off on, but that's that's what I'm going to go with, boys. Okay. Lions in the upset on the road. All right. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, I Girls. really don't like this Raider team. Yeah, I'll Stafford it up. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is on me now. Yeah. Over yeah. to you. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I think. You know, as much as I don't want to admit it, I think the Patriots are going to just continue to dominate. Mm. And I think they're going to just roll their way on to a victory down at Baltimore. I like that pick. I like that a no lot. Problem. That could be uh, no problem. The way their defense is set up, I feel like they're they're set up to shut down Lamar. Yeah, I mean, and everything we've seen out of them is just like, you know, like Tom Brady never gets older. Yep. I don't know he never gets worse. He's just—they just put up points and they have solid defense and they just win. Steady Eddie. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore's I mean, Baltimore's Baltimore a tough team to play against, but I think I think that even on the road, I think that the Pats take this one. I like it. Man, I like you. it. I was gonna say. I mean, so many people pick against. A people at work today telling me, "Oh, you gotta take that Ravens money line," and I'm like, "Look." You want to you want to like bet against the Patriots? You do that at your own risk, all right? Yeah, <laughs> I hate I hate to say it, but they're just good. Um, and to your point, Keith, that defense is the defense is really good as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, for for my first pick, I'm actually going to go with a team that's disappointed, but they're going on the road. They're going to play against a quarterback that's never had a career start. Browns are only a three and a half point favorite over the Broncos. 
So I'm going to take them to cover in that game. Um, I think it's Brandon Allen is starting in, in lieu of Joe Flacco mm-hmm. for a team that really hasn't shown much. They already had the big locker room issue with Joe this past week. Defense is okay, but the Browns have also a great defense. I think it's a little underrated defense just because their offense has been so pitiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I like the Browns to get back on the winning the winning side here. So like I'm that. taking them in that one. Um, and then for my second pick to come around the snake, um, man, Jordy, I, I did look at that Thursday game as well. I keep going back to it, but I can't. I just can't bring myself. It's too many points. It's too many points for a Thursday night football yeah. game. I I think instead I'm going to take a home team to win their first game of the year. Ooh. And that's the Miami Dolphins taking down the New York just end the seasons because quite frankly it's a dumpster fire in New York right now. That's the Sammy Spleens? God, they're so bad, dude. They're so bad. I almost so was, I, like, I was thinking about the opposite, but that the, that game's too much that's too wild for me. It's I, I don't know. I just I just the the Dolphins aren't they're not giving up. They're playing hard. I, no. I appreciated what they did at on the what's it called on the um, on the Monday night game yesterday. So I'm I'm taking the Dolphins now. It was a gutsy it was a gutsy performance to go out 14-0 to start that game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Steelers at home, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like the Dolphins back home. It's one of their few chances to get a win this year. So I think they might get it done. No, that's good. It's the NFL. It's not college. There's parity. There's a lot of stuff you got to go for. I like that pick. It's a solid. That's a Matty D staple. There you go. That's your Iowa staple. Find a couple lucky ones out there. <laughs> so, coming back to me. Okay, so I watched the Bills Eagles game this past Sunday. Um, I, you know, I think everyone who's listening to this probably watched that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that you know, the Bills are struggling, but they, you know, they they showed some promise. I the thing I don't like though, even though they are playing the Redskins. I don't like that the line is Buffalo minus 9.5. I yeah. think the Redskins are going to cover that spread. All right. That's a good one. I like That's that. my pick. I like that. Washington minus 9.5. That's a solid pick there. I um, <clears throat> All right, my next pick. I'm going to go Carolina minus 4. You know, I, this is – it was one that, that I almost went stay away from, but – Four points. Tennessee really isn't throwing up a lot. I know Tannehill pulled out a W for the Titans last week. Carolina's defense has been solid. They've looked you know, decent without Cam Newton. Take him at home. I feel like their defense is going to put up a, a good showing. Tennessee's not the same on the road. Carolina, minus four. And for my next one, I got burned on this two weeks ago. I thought Seattle was really going to take care of business. Against the Ravens at home, they did not. I think this is their big homecoming victory against the Bucks minus six. I like them by at least a touchdown. Lock it in. Oh, all right, all right, all right. A couple pick sixes for uh, for uh, Jameis Winston trying to give the game away. Maybe is that yeah, what, that's, that you're thinking there. That's actually a really good point too. Yeah, Jamo on the road against the Legion of Boom or the the remnants of the region, Legion of Boom. That's a very good point there, Matt. I was thinking more Russell Wilson just demolishes the Tampa Bay defense, but also true. Yeah, I'll take I'll also take a true. Seattle gotcha. defense pick sixing. Uh, J- Jameson. I mean, there's also Pike Place Market with the crab legs. Maybe he eats too many of those on Saturday. Who knows? <laughs> nice. Who knows? All right, Kiefer, back to you. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't. I don't know if this is a. Uh, you know. Uh, 
faux pas on the show to, to, to pick the, the home home bet away from one of you guys. But, again, watch the Eagles game last week. They come back home. You got Eagles line minus 4.5 against Chicago Bears. And the way they played, you know, the way Carson Wentz is moving, passing, and the way that Miles Sanders can run, I, I think – Eagles by at least touchdown at home. Ooh, I, like I, it. Love it. I love it. I love it. I'm always the one that ends up having to take the Eagles. So I really appreciate you doing that, Keith. That makes my life a little easier, too. Yeah, Matt so, is 0-4 um, betting the Eagles this, this yeah, year, so, Kiefer. So you've um, saved us from potentially reverse jinxing the so, Eagles. So what you're telling me is that, is that every time Matt picks them, they've had a loss? This is yeah. Yeah, he's bet, yeah, he's bet <laughs> – He's been yeah. He's bet for the Eagles four times in in now. Well, this is our eighth time in seven previous times. He's had he's picked the Eagles in four of them, and they've lost every time. Oh yeah, yeah I, I gotta stop. I, I gotta stop. Well, actually, no, they haven't. They haven't covered the spread. I should put it that way. He picked the Reds. He picked Week One, and they didn't cover the spread against the Redskins. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think yes. I, I got Eagles by a touchdown. No, week. I like it. I like that pick a lot. All right, all right. That's hey. I, like I said two. again, I really appreciate you doing that. Um, you know, for me, that that means a lot to get me off the snide. Um, I'm gonna go with. So I got back to back here. The one that I think kind of a just a complete disrespectful line, in my opinion, is the, the the Colts only getting one against the Steelers. I don't understand that. I think the Colts are one of the most one of the sturdiest teams in football. And I know they e- eked one out this past week, but but the Steelers are are have their issues. Um, I really like the Colts on the road. Um, I think they're a playoff team. So I'm going to take the Colts to uh, go ahead and cover. And, you have, and, you know, you have cover. Colts minus one? I have Colts plus one. Yeah, I have Sorry. them plus yes, one as I have well. The Colts yeah, 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 yeah. Favored by, no, I have the Colts being favored by a point. Is that what you have? I have Colts plus one is what I have. So they're the, they're the so underdog. I, okay, well, I have the Colts winning. That, that That's all you got to know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where right. my line came. Yeah, okay, there got you. you. Um uh, so that's my first one there. Um, there's some tough ones on the schedule. You know what? I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch the Thursday night game. Ooh. Um, I'm ex- I'm going to be. I'm going to preface it by saying I'm excited. I like the, what the Cardinals are doing. I think it's bold to go after your Kenyon. Totally get that. I know it's a divisional game. I know it's. I know it's on the road. But a great pass rush travels. And I don't know if Kyler Murray has ever seen a pass rush in his life that's going to be as good as what the 49ers are throwing at him. I'm very impressed with this defense, this running game. Um, I think the 49ers on national television obliterate the Cardinals and easily cover the 10-point spread. I'm trying not to buy into them because the Packers are the same, but I'm taking them. All righty. They're just, they're just good. All righty. You had the guts. I love it. Uh, come on, Jimmy G. Come on, poor Sergeant Jimmy. Please do it. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Hopefully the running game is uh, is healthy as well. Matt Breida going out. I mean, hopefully the two-headed monster can return, Can uh, both be there. I know Tevin Coleman had the big game, but Breida certainly helps to uh, open it up for Coleman a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. Keep on to you, man. It's uh, yeah. second to last pick, I think, right, G? Yeah, your second to last NFL pick. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Let's see. Let me see if we can go somewhere we haven't gone yet. 
You know what I really like? I think that uh, Texans at Jacksonville. I think the the line Houston minus two. I think that's that's pretty favorable for them. I think Houston takes this game by at least a field goal. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe line. I don't know why that spread is is so narrow, but um, I'm going Houston Texans for my next pick. No, I like that a lot. That was actually going to be my next pick as well. So I'll jump on it, continue with you on the Houston minus two. Uh, probably just because they've been a little inconsistent. And I know they, they have some injuries. You know, J.J. Watt obviously getting hurt. Maybe they're thinking Gardner Minshew at home. Maybe might be able to take advantage of that. But their defense is pretty solid regardless. Uh, and we saw with Deshaun Watson, he was able to, to rally through it last week and and do pretty well. So I, I really like that pick. I think at least a field goal. I think I know it's the NFL and there's a lot of last minute plays. You've seen it on and you know wherever. But I, I like that a lot. Uh, and for my last NFL pick, I'm gonna go Packers minus three on the road in LA against the Chargers. Packers, one of the most popular teams in the country. This is gonna be Green Bay West. You saw it when the Eagles were out there two years ago. I think that I think Aaron Rodgers picks apart this LA team that is struggling. It's the only reason why this game might even be anywhere close, but a field goal, I'm at least getting a push there. I like him by a touchdown. Green Bay, minus three. Send it. <laughs> well, okay. we're we're really we're really making this a snake draft because that's my next pick. Also, Let's go. <laughs> um, just sort of passing back and forth over there. I love uh, it. Yeah, I, I mean Aaron Rodgers, right? Exactly. Exactly. They could at least at least make a push here. I think you said it perfectly. Enough oh, yeah. said. Is that what you're saying? Rod, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, enough said. Enough, enough said. Discount right. double check. Discount double check. Uh, so I'm going to do something that I hope backfires here, Jordy. Okay. Because okay. I'm 0-4 with the birds. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and dive into the Monday night game. So I'm bookending us here. 49ers, Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I hate to do it. They wow. kicked our ass, though. And quite frankly, as we know, they've got a great defense. There's still issues. And I know there's some skill there with the Giants, but I just don't like I don't like the Giants' defense, um, even with the addition of Leonard Williams. So I'm all about the Cowboys to cover. It's only a seven-point spread. I know it's mm-hmm. on the road, but they've got a good defense there. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover. And quite frankly, I'm hoping – that I'm that that's a loss for me because the Giants upset the Cowboys. That would make everybody's life pretty much. So I'm going Cowboys. No, I like that pick a lot. I think that if this game is in Dallas, I feel like it'd be at least ten and a half. Uh, I think they're they're really uh, giving the Giants a lot of home home field cred. They looked awful in parts of that game last week. I you know I don't know. I like that pick a lot, Matt. But give me your college pick. What do you got there? So I wanted to go a little bit off the beat. Not, she's not really that off the beaten path, but I want to go a little off the beaten path, and I'm going to go ahead and dive over to a really kind of fun matchup in college football this weekend. One of the few ranked matchups where both teams are ranked. So, so I'm not talking about the biggest game of the weekend. I'm talking about SMU visiting Memphis. Yes. Number 17 SMU, number 24 Memphis, both teams – can absolutely score. Both quarterbacks already have 20 touchdowns in the season. Both running backs already have a double-digit touchdowns in the season. They can put up a crap ton of points. Memphis is favored by six. 
But I think there's just a little bit of magic in SMU, who's ranked for the first time since getting the death penalty back, and I believe it was the 90s, Jordy, correct? 90s? Uh, maybe in the late 80s, but yeah. It was, late 80s. It's at least 25 years. Yeah, and here's here's why I, I want to just explain, because I, I want to just give a shout-out to SMU. They haven't just cakewalked through the season. They've beaten no, they've a ranked a TC- yeah, Right, they've beaten a ranked TCU team. They've beaten a quality North Texas team. They've beaten USF, South Florida. They've beaten Tulsa Temple, who I love, or Temple Owls. And they just won at Houston. Now, I know Houston has some issues, but that's still a quality opponent. Um, there's a chance if they get through this game, they do have to go to Navy. They could run the whole table. Um, and it would be really cool to possibly see them as an undefeated team at the end of the year. That would be so awesome. So I, I like SMU. I think they've got a little magic this year. I'm all, I'm all on the Mustangs to upset, if you will, the Memphis Tigers, who I also like, but not as much as I do. I like it. SMU plus five and a half. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, Kiefer, college pick. What do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find, find the line right now. I don't even know what the spread here is, but here's my pick. UVA versus UNC. Oh. I got UVA in this. Uh, I don't know. You guys, you guys know I was down working at UVA last year. Got to see them win two national championships in my one year there. So, you know, I went to UVM for undergrad. Aside from hockey, not really a big sports school. Lacrosse is kind of up and coming there. So I a little bit adopted UVA as my collegiate teams to follow when I was down there. Would love to see the Cavaliers take the Blue Devils down. <laughs> the Tar Heels. So I was actually going to take that in your honor. It's two and a Sorry, half. Yeah. I love that line. I, I think something about Duke. No, no, no. So UVA, or so UNC just beat Duke last week in the uh, the rivalry yeah, on the football yeah. field, and I think that's a big come down game for them. So I really like that pick. That was going to be mine in your honor because you took them. I'm going to go with a different game. I'm going to go with America's overhyped team of the, of every year coming out of the Big Ten. Maddie D, what score are we talking about? Overhyped team. Hang on. What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Overhyped team. Every year. Every year they're going to be back. Every year in the Big Ten. The Big Ten? All right, I'll just tell you. I'm taking Nebraska minus three at Purdue. Minus three at Purdue. Purdue has had a shit season. I know they're a good home team, but they have been awful this year. The over-under for total points is 57.5. You're really telling me. Vegas, that these two teams, that Purdue is going to put up three touchdowns against Nebraska, a team that actually has a decent defense. I know they're 4-4, four and four and it's a huge letdown year. No, I don't think so. Not even at home. Cornhuskers by at least a touchdown. Lock it in, Nebraska minus three. I'm, I, first of all, I'm sorry I didn't get that. All no, I could right. think about was Texas and Miami when you said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I had to keep cool. saying from the Big Ten because usually yeah, Texas is back, folks, all that crap. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. No, it's, it's all it's all good. It's all <laughs> I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let you down there. I am. I apologize. It's all good. Work it's me. all good. You know, uh, Ohio State's off. Penn State's off. They're getting ready for their big their big week. And I know your mind's elsewhere in uh, in the college ranks, but. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in all of our picks. I think, especially, I like our college picks a lot. That might be a part of the uh, the grand return of Degenerate Jordy Surefire 7. 
<laughs> had to miss it last week being in Boston for uh, for Mr. Greg's wedding. But boys, the real reason we wanted to bring you on, Kiefer, talk a little hockey. We're a couple weeks oh, into the fuck. season now. What's your yeah, thoughts been you know, on this been season? It's been a really exciting season so far. I agree. Uh, I mean, the the guys who are supposed to be scoring, for the most part, are scoring. I think yes. Just like a lot of points put up in the league already, a lot of goals scored. You got teams who have, you know, sort of been struggling for what seems like forever, who are now making a name for themselves again. Like, look at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's look great. At Arizona, right? Arizona, Ad- Edmonton. I mean, you got all these teams who have just sort of been waiting around for uh, for the wave to swing their way. And, and this is the season where it really does seem like. You know, almost, almost. I'm not gonna say any team because Minnesota still sucks. Yeah, they stink. <laughs> but, uh, but almost any team can probably win. You know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Calgary started out slow too. They're six five and two. They haven't scored a ton of goals. Their defense has been struggling a little bit, but they, you know, we saw it last year. They can put up score- goals at will. Your abs yeah. look unreal. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Avs, being that I religiously follow them. Um, I was going to, you know, go around the rest of the league so I don't dwell on it already. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard the news today. So you guys know Miko Rantanen; he's out indefinitely yep. with a lower body injury. Today, news just came out: Gabriel Landeskog is now out indefinitely, oh. also with a lower body injury. That's tough. I mean, the Avs just lost two of their yikes, their first line guys. I mean, two. Probable future Hall of Famers, absolute NHL All Stars, just beauties out there, oh, and yeah. they're they're now out with lower body injuries. So it's you know the Avs pulled up um, a guy from their farm team. Um, I forget what his name is. Uh, they pulled up uh, Jason Megna. I had, I don't really know. I haven't seen him play. I don't know a lot about him, but you know a lot of their young guys really pull through and they started out with a lot of names this season that I honestly didn't know a whole lot about and they've all been impressive so I think that the young guys are going to step it up I think Joe Sackick's put together a roster that's very fast and I think that's the style of hockey he wants to see the Avs play only a few real few real big physical guys um, mostly on the D-line but I think that you know hopefully their speed can still make them competitive while they're losing Ranton and, and Landy for the time being yeah, I mean, you guys added some defense too, right? So you guys are looking pretty solid on the back end too, right? Yeah, he made you know he made a lot of moves there. I at first I really questioned trading Tyson Berry away, um, mm-hmm. but you know seeing how Kadri's played so far this season, I think it was a reasonable move, and I think the reason they did it is that they saw how Kale McCarr played even in just those those playoff games that he stepped up into last season. And they saw that they've got a fast, skilled guy on defense in Kale McCarr, and I think that they're going to try and develop him into one of their franchise players. And I like it. Tyson Derry, really, he plays sort of the same style of hockey, and I think that they knew that, uh, you know, they now had that aspect on of a very offensive, fast D-man covered in Kale McCarr, and they felt like they could use him for some chips to, you know, to get a, a strong sort of power forward guy like Nazem Kadri. Yeah, and, you know, aside from. You know, Zadorov on D, he's he can be a bit of a rat and kind of muck it up with guys on the ice. But aside from him, they, they didn't really have anyone like that. So I think bringing in 
And uh, Kadri also gives them a little bit of that net front presence and a guy who's not afraid to get into pushing and shoving. And, you know, as long as he can keep his cool, because he does have a history of being a bit of a hothead and getting some uh, questionable penalties. As long as he can keep his cool, he's been putting up points. He seems to be clicking well with the guys. So, um, you know, I, I think that I'm, I'm happy with what I've seen so far from the team. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's definitely one thing that, uh, especially come playoff time, I know Kadri, obviously, the last two years against the Bruins had some untimely suspensions, but having some uh, net front presence and some physicality certainly helps you uh, advance a little further and get a you know get a get ahead in life in the in the NHL playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you mentioned it with the with the Sabers. I'm pretty happy to see them start to get it together because obviously with Eichel. With Darlene, with Casey Middlestad, huge USA player. You know, it's fun to see them go. I mean, that Atlantic Division, Tampa Bay team obviously had a disappointing end of their year last year, record setting pace. I know they're a little they've been a little banged up, but they're I mean, they're in fifth place in their division. I think that's gonna be one of the more fun divisions to watch. It's just you you mentioned it. I mean, any team at this point it's you could take your pick of the litter of who might even just make the playoffs of where they're gonna be and an ass ton of goals, great defense, and good goalies too. I mean, it, it's not even just bad goalie play. It's I mean, I think I think hockey's in a really good place in, in how young it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would like to add. I I do agree. You know, I I also think it's going to be good for, um, you know, for for hockey once we get out of like right now we're in that awesome sports sports uh, solstice or. Whatever you want to call it, with equinox, equinox, with everything going on at once, um, you know. And so I, I like to get away from baseball a little bit, so people can really start to focus in. Um, I know as like a Flyers fan and a Philly fan, um, it's a, it's a hard year for the Flyers because we're competing with an excellent Sixers basketball team and the Eagles still being relevant. We just hired our new manager, Ferrari from the Phillies. Like I want to, I want some sports stuff to kind of get out of our way a little bit, so the Flyers can get some press. Because quite frankly, even though they're losing now five to nothing against the six, Penguins, six, six nothing. Stop. You, okay, Christ. I saw it was five. Now it's I six. saw it was five okay, too. Well, I didn't see the six. Let's chalk it up across. to a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we're really good at home. We're four and one at home, and I'm I'm excited. That was something we weren't really good at last year. So I really want the boys to come home. It's also weird because a lot of teams haven't played the same amount of games. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been a really the, unbalanced start to the schedule. The, the Rangers and Devils have only played nine. The Flyers have only played five. Like it's a straight. I think like the, the capital uh, ten. Excuse me. The ten. Capitals have yeah. played thirteen games. Like no wonder why they're winning the division. They've simply played. They're off to a great start. It's not like totally doing that, but you know, some of these teams have played. The, and the Sabers, who I'm very excited about as well, but they're already at twenty points. But they've also played like thirteen games. I do think it's interesting. I always start to look at Jordy. We talk about this all the time, and Keith, it's something that's really important to me as an ice hockey player. Like my plus minus is everything, and so yeah. some of these teams' plus minuses are interesting. Um, the Flyers will be hurt. They were actually plus four before tonight, um, so they'll be minus two. <laughs> I always look could, at like they could salvage it. I mean, yeah, but I yeah I always look at like big swings. I know it's early in the season, but I do kind of take a look. You know, um, the team that's shocking to me is the San Jose Sharks. They're they're four seven and one. Uh, they've they're they're twelve minus twelve in differential. Um, they're giving up a ton of goals, which I think is so surprising. I grew up with uh, my my brother Jack's a huge Sharks fan, and they've been so consistently good. They're off to a rough start, I think. And you know, we're talking about all the teams that are hot. That's a big deal um, for a team that was hoping 
to, to just con- to get over the hump, you know, one day. Um, tough start for them, I really think. Um, very surprised with their, their slow start in this case. Yeah, what's crazy about it, too, is that they're the big names on their team, right? Like the Eric Carlson's, the Evander Kane's, Tomas Hurdles, Brent Burns, they're all greatly under in terms of their plus minus, which you mentioned on the team front. I mean, they're Eric Carlson's minus 11 and he only's accounted for eight points. Only one goal. Yeah. I know he's a defenseman, but still he can score. He can put up goals at, at will. They brought back Patrick Marlowe after his years in Toronto. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe they're just slow start getting it going. Very flyer. Like, is it very flyer? Like, a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know what the best way to put it is because, you know, I mean, Martin Jones should be, you know, he's not getting that old. I mean, he's he's getting up there, but, I mean, he should still be putting up good numbers. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess at a certain point they're taking a lot of penalties, but their penalty kill percentage is the best in the league. But I guess when you're towards the bottom of, of or I guess towards the top of taking that many penalties, I guess eventually it does catch up on you. But, um I don't know. I mean, they're they're getting smoked right now. They're up in Boston. The Bruins. We didn't even mention them. They're picking up right where they left off. I know they didn't end up winning the Stanley Cup, but they uh, they have not lost in regulation in Boston. And that city, I was up there this past weekend, is rocking it. I know the the Patriots haven't lost yet, but the Bruins. I was around TD Garden on Saturday night when they played the Blues in that rematch, and it is. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool atmosphere. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they're they, they are looking like they're, the Bruins are looking like they're picking up right where they left off. And, and like I mentioned with that Atlantic division, that could be a lot of fun to keep an eye out on. Yeah. Um, before we shut it down, too, I do also want to mention probably the sad, my, to me, like my, the saddest story that I file in hockey. Uh, and that's, that's poor Dustin Bufflin, who I was hoping we would see back on the ice this year. Um and he may not, and I and I just that hurts. Um, one of like one of those, even though he's fast as hell, one of those old school guys that just could blow people up. Big Hard to not see him on the ice for Winnipeg. Um, man, so kind of a shame because I'd love to see him. Like I said, but um, that that's life. It happens. It doesn't happen as much in hockey, I guess, compared to some other sports where you see guys really get banged up by injury. And like I feel like a lot of guys that get hit by injury in hockey for whatever reason, bounce back better than other sports. But, but um, we'd really like to see him back on the ice. Uh, we're at anywhere. So maybe, maybe, maybe that'll change, but I'm not sure it will. For sure. So. <laughs> well, Kiefer, any thoughts before we, yeah, yeah. Uh, we close this thing up? So, thoughts on, on big buff or just any, any yeah. thoughts to wrap up. Yeah, you so can have I, thoughts on buff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was say, yeah, I mean, but he's just a fun player to watch. Yeah, he you is. Know, I, I, I see him play against my abs a lot. And, you know, he's a guy you're always worried about on the ice. One, right. you're worried he's going to score. Two, you're worried he's going to shut down a play. And three, you're worried he's going to, you know, like blow up Nate McCannon and that's going to be the end of the season. Um, but, you know, that being said, he's just a great player. Um, fun to watch. You never know he's going to do the puck. And for being a big body, the guy can move, you know. And, and it's just you don't see a lot of skaters like that. Um, so, you know, like you were saying, Matt, it would be great to see him back in the season. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? I think that last I heard, it's sort of still up in the air. He's taking his time figuring out what what he really wants to do. Um, and listening to some other sound bites and interviews and stuff around the league, sounds like 
he's just sort of getting tired of everything that comes with with being in the NHL and in the yeah. spotlight all the time. You know, loves the game, but just it, it's got to be grueling. You know, when you think about it, these guys just everything they do is it's in the papers and it's on the internet and. Um, so, you know, I, I get it, you know, hopefully he does what's, what's best for him, but yeah. it would be fun to see him back. Um, the other thing, you know, talking about San Jose and you mentioned it's a team who, you know, their goal differential as a, as a team is minus 12. And you're wondering, you know, like they still have all these names, like, like, you know, you mentioned, and, and I think that when, when that's the case, you got to look at the goaltending because right. Look at a team like Edmonton who sort of has done the opposite where they've, they've now become a team that's really competing and, and they're mm-hmm. winning a lot of games and look at like, you know, what was the big move they did in the off season? They brought in a new goalie and, and look how good Mike Smith is doing now. You know, they also brought in James Neal who he's you know, real fantastic season. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about a guy who had a struggling career and then you switch the organization he's with and all of a sudden he's like, uh, you know, a new player, but, um, you know, I think sometimes just bringing in a new goalie is all a team needs to just reset and, um, you know, have, have a shot at, at a good season. So, I don't know, for the Sharks, they, I'm sure they're thinking about it. I'm sure they'll figure something out. Still I'm early. sure they will. Yeah. All right, well, Kiefer, man, this was a ton of fun. We have to get you on as we get a little deeper into hockey season, as Matt mentioned. We're in that sort of four-for-four four period Maybe baseball wraps up tonight. We're recording this Tuesday or Wednesday uh, when we're dropping this. But, yeah, as, as hockey heats up, we definitely got to have you back on, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I would love to. A lot of fun, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. All good right. To talk, good to talk to you. Good to talk to a hockey guy. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. hockey guys out there. We got to <laughs> pick that up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's crazy, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kiefer. We'll have a good time, man. All right. You too. Special thanks again to Ryan Kiefer. Matt, that was a ton of fun. I'm glad we got to talk a little hockey with him. Oh, it's always great to talk a little hockey. And, uh, you know, it's appreciated. I think we both appreciate it because we don't, hockey doesn't get enough love. Out um, before, by the way, I got to stop you before we go any farther into football, into NFL football. It was a comment that you made, trivia, you had the end of our, um, our college football talk about how many schools had had a both Heisman and Naismith, Heisman best player in football for the year, Naismith best player in the in NCAA uh, basketball for the year? And you told me there were two schools, Michigan and Navy, mm-hmm. and you were correct to say that those two schools have both a Heisman and a Naismith. Um, but you also went ahead and missed eight other schools that have oh. both a Heisman and a Na- and a Naismith winner. Oh, um, no. And I just, I just very often it's not very often that you're wrong when it comes to sports, especially sports trivia. Ooh. But I have to bring it up. Um, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio State, UCLA, Texas, Wisconsin, BYU, and LSU. Oklahoma is the first school to have two in the same year. Actually, they've, and they've had it twice now. They've had oh. Sam Bradford and Blake Griffin, same year. And they've had Trey Young and Baker Mayfield in the same year. Um, and Texas also has two of each, although I don't know if I can name exactly who they all were. So we're not going to go down that route, but just a quick stat correction. Um, oh man, I'm sorry to call you out, but I had no. Ch- Oof. Yeah, also, I mean BYU has one of each. That's like the wildest stat. That's probably that's the real uh, deep cut trivia. Ooh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's man. the stuff you see on Jeopardy, if you will. Yeah. Oh, speak. Did you see the uh, 
the Allen Iverson Jeopardy trivia question last week? Oh, so bad. So that bad. Was, they didn't that know. was terrible. No one knew. For those that Horrible. didn't see it, uh, go Google it. Allen Iverson Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's – thank you for correcting me. That's – wow. That no was problem. way off. Whew. Let's Sorry, go over to the NFL. Just, oh, by the way, BYU, Jimmer Fredette. That's dumb on us. Not oh, Jimmer. Oh, yeah, Herbert Jimmer. Oh, man. I do. What a – Go on, I'm sorry. What a run we're, that we're was. Moving on. Moving Let's go over to the NFL. We didn't really talk. We talked a little about the Eagles. Kiefer obviously picked the Eagles minus five against the Bears. We talked a little bit about them against the Bills. Matt, I was pretty impressed by the game. Obviously, you mentioned it at the top of the show. You were flying back from Austin. I was driving back, so I only had it on my phone. We both watched the highlights. I was pretty I mean, impressed I, from what I saw. It, yeah. It's a it's like a it's like a season saving win. That's the first thing I want to state. I don't want people to get too overexcited. The Bills are a good football team. They're not a five and one football team. Scheduling mm-hmm. thing that occurred there. Um, I was more impressed with what our offense did than what our defense did because it's a great Bills defense on the road. That's hard to do. Yes. Um, but a running game travels well. You know, there's less communication. There's there's less. You know. You don't need to be as familiar. The crowd doesn't need to be as quiet to run. I love that we ran, and I really thought that Carson actually had a great game. Had a franchise quarterback game. He's not worried about putting up stats. He's worried about winning. When you're secure in what you in your when you're secure in your city, and secure you you have games where you don't have four hundred five TDs, you can throw for two hundred yards, one hundred, and a cut and a TD. You know, minimal mistakes and let the game plan kind of iron itself out. And that's where I really liked it. We didn't force ourselves on the bills we gave them we did what they gave us and we ran the ball and that that was critical oh, yeah. um, the emergence of miles sanders is important that's huge for this team he's to continue to trend as an explosive playmaker even when deshaun comes back hopefully this week I loved what i saw from miles sanders um thunder and lightning you know if you will with jordan howard and uh miles sanders i, I like that quite a bit and he might be getting darren Sproles back this week as well yeah, positive. I, yeah, I thought his emergence looked great. Sanders is. I thought Boston Scott looked good from the highlights. I saw mm-hmm. him. Um, I thought Zach Ertz played pretty well. Dallas Goddard played pretty well. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, everything was better, doesn't it? Everything was better. The offense just looked a lot better. Defense held their own. I think. I mean that you know Bills offense isn't a ton to write home about. Cole Beasley, I think, gave him a little bit of trouble, which is something I think that as you look forward to the Bears game, I think. Sounds crazy, but I think Josh Allen was probably something more to worry about than Mitch Trubisky will be, and that's you know I mean obviously this is a playoff team from last year, but the Bears have not been too impressive this year. Allen Robinson is probably what I have the most concern about in this game. I think he's shifty enough, similar to what Cole Beasley was able to do to give the to give the Eagles defense a little bit of concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that front seven that the Bears have is going to put a good challenge to this Eagles uh, running game. I do think Carson should be able to have a good game against their secondary. It'll be make a big difference if Deshaun yeah. comes back, but I don't know. I, I do think that if Dallas Goddard can have it going again, if they really can run that two tight end package well, maybe do some crossers, maybe do bunches. I I think if you can try to confuse up that Bears some of their linebackers, obviously Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack, and, and he'll be giving the offensive line a real test. I, right. I think that there's something that we can do to try to you know, make click 
quick plays, use our shiftiness to be able to do that. And maybe it's getting Sanders involved. I know his shoulder's a little banged up. So hopefully he's good to go and he's able to do that. Darren Sproles is playing. That's great. If Boston Scott's able to fill in in that Darren Sproles, Miles Sanders type of role of being that shifty in the backfield type of guy or even running that sort of zip-zap cross route. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a good key there. I think this is a big defensive game. If we can have a huge Eagles defense stand and really hold the Bears to, I would say, less than less than 17 points, maybe let them get it. I feel like they're going to get a touchdown. It's it's the NFL. You're, they're going to be able to score. I don't know if they're going to be able to kick, as we've seen from the last week and obviously <laughs> the last time they played the Eagles. But, um <laughs> You know, I mean, they they might get a touchdown or two. They'll probably get into double digits. Hopefully not. If they if the Eagles hold them under double digits, maybe there's some hope of thinking that their secondary can, or that the defense can can put something together. Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the lack of the trade deadline and not a ton of news coming out of it. Were you happy the Eagles didn't do anything? I was happy the Eagles didn't pay overpay. Okay. Seems like a lot of teams were asking for first round draft picks. Um, if I'm not getting Jalen Ramsey, I'm not giving up a rounder, uh, especially for rental players like a like a Chris Harris, um, uh, or you know like a Robbie Anderson. They were for a second. Like I'm not paying a lot for a rental, mm-hmm. so um, you know it's not like a lot of other teams made big deals. The Jalen Ramsey deal is the biggest one, but I, I'm not even sold in the Rams. Um, they're a good football team. They're maybe very, very good. Jared Goff, by the way, leads the league in passing. If you didn't know that, very interesting fact. Wow. And, but Andy Dalton's also fourth on the list, so I think that shows you all. Tells you all you need to know. Andy Dalton um, didn't sat on his birthday. Right. That's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Um, that's a tough. But, you know, that's so, a tough beat. Yeah, I, I guess I just you know when I hear that I, I say to myself, okay, like you know, but but, I, I I'm not mad. Um, we aren't uh, we aren't one player away. We are getting healthy. Uh, I'm okay with standing pat. Um, and like, again, it's not like other teams went out there and blew people out of the water with mass trade. Um, the biggest news I had today was that Trent Williams will report to the Redskins, which is a non-starter for me. Um, so interesting. Let's, let's see what our guys can do. I think the Darby Mills tandem is better than people think. Um, they've won a lot of games together. I think Deshaun is back. So no, I'm not mad. I'm actually not even surprised because the asking price was just simply too high um, for a lot of the players who were basically one-year rentals or older players uh, on less desirable contracts, less controllable contracts. Like yeah, a Darius that, that's Slay. a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, anything yeah. else before we wrap this thing up, man? Any games? No, no, we've had it. This is this has been a good this has been a good one. Um, as expected, another big slate. You know, my only bummer is that we won't get we. I don't think we'll get to see Patrick Mahomes against the Minnesota Vikings, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it's out of pick no, right I'm, now. We didn't mention that game, but you know, that's why I don't know. If the, I even have. Yeah, I don't know if they're even going to withhold a line because there's is a chance Mahomes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but regardless, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, Matt, this was a ton of fun. Obviously, yeah, we'll be back at great. it next week. Mm-hmm. Many thanks I'm again excited, to Ryan man. Kiefer. I cannot wait to dive more into hockey. I think. Uh, the Nationals have now pulled ahead, so we might be looking at a possible wow. game seven. But I'm gonna go watch. Uh, I'm gonna go watch the end of this game and see. Uh, yeah, me see too. What I'm, ends I'm up shocked, happening. dude. Stop. Yeah, man, me too. But Matt, thank you as always. I'll mm-hmm. talk to you soon. Love you, yes. buddy. Sounds good. Make sure you guys go like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. 
Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, MattStefano21, Jordo9 for me, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website. Promise you I'm not traveling this week. I'll get my Fun V Tailgate blog up. Matt's been doing a baller job getting out the, the cold hard locks. But for my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend and fly Eagles fly.